Blog Talk Radio.
Another uh, epi- um, the uh, program today is called Going Deeper in Jesus. Amen. Going Deeper in Jesus. Amen. Make hard. Yeah. Make hard. Make hard. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. Okay. Now, just as I was saying, what we're going to be talking on tonight a lot is what the devil means for evil. Our God, our God, amen, will turn it around for good if we allow it. Amen. Now is uh, brother uh, brother Edward. Are you there, buddy? Hello, brother Edward. Come on, brother Edward. Come on, Emily. Come on, brother. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Anyway, Amen. Going deeper in Jesus. Now many, yeah. Now many out there, uh, many out there. I'm speaking all over the world. I just want to say uh, 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 good evening. Thank you for uh, coming and listening to me and and, uh, and Brother Edward. And Brother Edward's kind of come in right away. And I just thank you. You know, every one of us, every one of us out there, we, you know, we get basically, uh, you know, things happen. You know, things happen and we go, oh, my God. Oh, my, oh my God. What am I going to do? 
what am I going to do? And all of a sudden, you know, sometimes all of a sudden, you know, we're living, dealing with some symptoms. The key is, but the but the key, but the key is, is we cannot allow our flesh. We cannot. We cannot allow our flesh to dictate to us. Amen. Here's the key. Because the enemy, all he does is steal, he kills, and he destroys. Amen. Well, what does it say about Jesus? It says Jesus comes to give life and give it more abundantly. Right? Amen. So the key for us to do, we need to stand firm on the word of God. Amen. And I'll have a manual out there that, that um, uh, the Holy Spirit helped me write. On that manual, that manual, this says this, the man was standing firm on the word of God for revival and miracle. Amen. Now, every one of us want to see revival. Now, every one of us want to see, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, the blind seeing, the deaf hearing, the lame walking, the sick healed, those oppressed of the devil are free. Amen? Isn't that what you want to see? Well, of course you do. You want to see that, don't you? You know, and that's the key. But what's going to happen is, I mean, what, what, what's going to happen is there's going to be greater miracles. There's going to be creative miracles where legs, where legs are going to be, uh, where legs are going to be uh, uh, put back in, arms put back in. Amen. Got to remember one thing: our God is right. Nothing is impossible with Him. With Him. Amen. Are you on there, uh, brother uh, Edward? Edward, hello. Bring Edward in, please, Lord. Edward, you're coming in? Come on in, buddy. Come on in. Just come on in, buddy. You can do it. Amen. Right? So what do you know? What does the word say? You know? Sure. The, yeah, you know, the uh, the enemy comes in, you know, and he does his best. He can... You know, that that he can do for, you know, right? But you got to keep your eyes on Jesus, the people out there. (laughs) The whole key, the whole key is keeping your eyes on Jesus. Turn my eyes upon Jesus. Look into his wonderful face. Amen. So we, as as uh, children of God, we do, we have to keep our we've got to keep our eyes upon Jesus. Amen. The enemy. He wants us to turn our eyes from Jesus, and he wants us. To turn our eyes to the, to the flesh and to the natural. Amen. Let me ask you a question. When Pe- when Jesus said to Peter, Peter, 
out of the boat. Now, Jesus is walking on the sea. Total impossibility in the natural. But, of course, Jesus <laughs> was in the natural, right? So Jesus is walking on the sea. Peter sees him, and he says to Jesus, Jesus, bid me, bid me to come out of the boat. Right? Bid me to come out of the boat. And what did Jesus say? He said, hum. And what did Peter do? He basically, he started walking. He started walking in the supernatural. Because as he put his foot, as he put his foot, both feet, amen, he was on top of the sea. He's walking the supernatural. He was walking with Jesus, and just like Jesus, what Jesus was doing. Amen? Amen. Sure he did. Right? Right? So, why did Jesus say to Peter, Peter, I want you to come out. Because Jesus knew, Jesus knew that Peter would be one that would come out of that boat. Amen? Right? So here you are. You're, you're Peter. You're Peter. And, you're, and just imagine yourself, you're coming out of the boat. Right? You're walking on the water. Right? Walking on the water. You're supernatural. But all of a sudden, a big wave comes in around you. And what happens? What happens? Hello, uh, Montel. Hi, Peter. Uh, I'm not yeah, online. I've got you on. Just like Peter. I see I hear you, Ed. I hear you. Ed? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, he's in the he's hospital. Come on, buddy. Yeah. Yep. So okay, so yeah. back to Peter. So here's Peter, he's walking on the water. Amen. He's looking at Jesus. The wind comes up and all of a sudden what does he do? He turns his eyes. To the storm, he turns his okay. eyes to the storm and takes his eyes uh-uh. on Jesus. Yeah, the minute, he, the minute he does that, the, the minute he does that, think about the hospital. Maybe he's a local, throws things out. That right? And but what did Jesus do? Jesus comes over and he picks okay. Peter up out of the water and puts. Out of the water and, and put him right back, well, right back to on on the water. Situation, yeah. you know, right there, right. And here's what's happening with us. Oh, okay. This is happening with us. Okay. So that sounds good. We have to learn. We have to learn. Oh, okay. And here's the key. What would, keep, what would keep your eyes on Jesus 
It's spending uh-huh. time with Jesus. Amen? It's spending time with Jesus. It's worshiping never... Jesus. It's getting to know Jesus. Okay. Amen? Okay. Getting to know Jesus more. And the okay. more you get to know Jesus, the more the relationship you have with him. Amen? Friendly. Okay, well, you know, I mean, he's our friend. The more, listen to this, the more... You you have a blessed God bless you and you have a blessed you, night there, girl. <laughs> you will keep her Right? That you that you keep that you will keep your eyes on Jesus and you won't let circumstances, you you won't let uh, uh, uh situations or anything overwhelm you. Amen? Eddie, you there? Yes uh, I am. You hear me, brother Roy? Uh, yeah. Hello, Brother Roy. Uh, just there. Just one second. Do I have my Yeah, what, what's happened? I was talking uh, to Montel there, and the, the uh, identification there, you know, the, uh, the sound goes in and out, so we're having problems with the transmission. I'll be on and be on while well, it might right, be right. cut off. It's a, it's a transmission, yeah, so I, know, I might I, be. I, I, don't, um, I don't want to do anything here because um, I, I got the speaker on, but I, I'm just trying to think how I'm going to do it, buddy. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, she, I, I talked yeah, to you just a minute ago, and it turned on and up and now, and of course she thinks it yeah. could stay, kind of going in and out, and then it would, would stop, and then I'd be off, and then back and forth there. But it's a, I, know for, it, I, have a red, I have a red thing in front of me, and uh, but the bottom line on it, I don't want to touch it right now, because I don't want to get screwed up here. But I need that. Yeah, uh, how do I do it? Yeah, that's all you can do, just what you have right there. And, of course, we're on right now. So can you hear me clear yeah. and everything? Or, okay, well, well, well this is. Clearly, but I, yeah. but I, I need to have you more uh, uh, speaker. But I don't want to oh, touch anything, mean, uh, Ed, because, my God, you know, uh, I don't want to be, yeah. uh, you know. I'm just trying to get how to get yeah, the you, speaker on. Oh, yeah. Ed. Yeah. I haven't got up loud. Buddy, one second. Oh, Roy. <laughs> That's it, man. I turned it You down. got it? Now Now you're Ready? with me? I'm with you. Okay. I guess I... I All right. I okay, well, let's... All I right. Put the speaker on. Well, we're, we're here now, buddy. Oh, man. So what, um, what oh. I was telling everybody else... Uh, Ed, uh, what I was telling everybody else there... When... Uh, uh, when... Uh, when uh, uh, Peter, when Peter was called out of the boat, brother, right? Amen? Right. That's right. And by by Jesus, right? Okay. Right. Now, the reason that um, uh, P- uh, Peter was called out of the boat is because Jesus knew he'd get out of the boat. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. And so mm-hmm. everybody out there, the time when Jesus called you out of the boat, when he called you out of the boat, you know, you know that when you step out of the wa- on the water, you're going to be walking on the water like Jesus. Because he, would, he, would, he, don't, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't call the person out of the boat unless he knew that that person that comes out of the boat and is going to be walking on in the supernatural. Amen. Amen. Right, Ed? That's right. Okay. 
Now, here's the key. So, Peter, Peter is walking on the water, walking on the supernatural, and going, oh, my God, I'm walking on the water. You know, I mean, come on. I'm walking on the water. Oh, my God. Well, you know what I'm saying? Okay. But his eyes are right on Jesus, brother. And he, and you know what, here, uh, uh, Brother Ed? He's not taking his eyes off of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And as he's walking, and as he's walking toward Jesus, amen, as he's walking toward Jesus, he's got his eyes on Jesus, all of a sudden, and this happens to all of us, my, my, my brother, Apostle Edward, all of a sudden, something comes in. Something comes in. And in this instant, what it was is Peter's looking at Jesus, and all of a sudden, a wave, a wave, I believe it was a wave, a wave came in and come right right for him. So as he hears the wave, or whatever it was, he basically, right, is coming to the Lord, whatever it is, and then what he does, he looks at the storm from Jesus, uh, walking on Jesus, and seeing Jesus, he looks up, and, then he, and all of a sudden, he took his eyes off Jesus, and he looks to the storm. Now, in our lives, in our lives, the enemy, and we do have an enemy, the enemy will try he will try and knock you off walking in the supernatural. Amen? Try to walk, knock you off in heaven. But the key is, as I was saying this, Brother Edward, Brother Edward, what is the yeah. key? You get this over. What is the key, my brother? And I love you very much. What is the key for them? Everybody out there, you, including you and I, Edward, are you ready? What is Go the ahead. key, Edward? Brother, what is the key to keep their eyes on Jesus? Well, first of all, let me start from the beginning right there uh, on the, the calling. There are two factors that began with Peter. First of all, he heard the call of Jesus. And when he heard that call of Jesus, he dared to do the impossible. He knew it was impossible. I mean, that's ridiculous, us walking on water. He heard that call. So what he did, he simply believed and trusted him because he was God. He believed him. That's right. And that's he had that's to step out in faith. See, that's where at times right. to do great things, we have to step out in faith because that took faith to step out in that exactly. water and expect on it. But when he stepped out, the miracle began. So you see, our miracle doesn't begin to we dare to step out into the water, which is the thing that's beyond any being. So it's doing that now. To keep our eyes, the question you asked me about uh, what's the secret? Well, uh, really the secret is to to be steadfast on him. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, who trusts in thee. And what happens is, when you keep focused on him, you just have to recognize he's 
your only hope, and he's the one that's guiding you through. And just recognize these things that come at you uh, from the left and the right are distractions because mm-hmm. there's three things that yes. the devil tries to do to us. First of yes, all, distract. That was a distraction that distracted him. And then after that, discouragement. And if those two things mm-hmm. don't work, deception comes in there. And he uses people to do that. But uh, for the distractions, mm-hmm. we have to learn right. and practice those things. That what is the greatest? What God is telling me to do and what he has promised me in this yeah, promise right. that I'm standing for? Or are these distractions greater than God? And if you put yeah, them right, into right. perspective right there... You see, that, that's how you have, but you have to think, you have to have a mindset, Roy, Brother Roy, Apostle Roy. You have to have a mindset on these things. It's not just a, a, a wild thing, but a mindset that God can do anything and keep the fire burning. Stir up that gift within you, the Holy Ghost. Keep that thing alive because it's a daily thing. We have to become on fire and alive daily. It's not one time on fire and, hey, I'm on fire, period. But I need to deal with that daily, be built up in it up, but spending my presence with him, in his presence, you see. We need to spend more time in his praying, but in his presence, we can soak that up. And, and it's a growing process, Brother Roy, and, and it, it's something we have to work every day. Uh, in fact, uh, Paul said, I press towards calling, and, and that's what we do. But it requires an effort on our part. And, you know, Roy, too many people are depending on God will take care of us, and he'll do this, and he'll do that. But almost everything in the Bible stops at our desk, you know. God did all he's going to do. Jesus did it all. He said, now it's up to you. God doesn't do these things. We do them. And how we do them is just simply obeying his word, and he does them through us. It's not our power. It's not our ability. But yet we just practice and obey what he says, and it automatically works. Amen. That's right. And, you know, I have a question for you, Ed. Come on in. Yes. Yeah, I have a question for you, Ed. All right. And um, I, I think maybe a lot of people, Ed, I think a lot of people, Ed, basically have asked this question. Okay? Are you uh-huh. ready? Ready. The, first, the question is this, my brother. Who else is in the boat? Was in the boat? Well, within the boat. Oh, you're talking. Well, the other disciples were in there. The other okay. disciples. He had some people in with him, and I, I can't name the names right now. I never paid a lot of attention to that how many, but there was people with him because they were. He was walking that rudder, and they saw him. So there were several disciples in there with him. Right. So here's a here's the question, Ed. Why didn't Jesus call any of the other ones out of the boat? Well, the reason being, he knew Peter, you know, and uh, he knew these people, what they're, just like he called, uh, give me an answer kind of roundabout way. He made Judas the treasurer. And, of course, Judas, you know what Judas did, but he put the one in there that was the very one that was deceived because he knew who they were. And he knew who... Peter was. He knows who he can trust and who he's going to do it, you see. He knew that Judas would be the betrayer. So he had purpose in that. In fact, he said Peter uh, is uh, was a uh, stone. He was a powerful man. He recognized he honored him as that. And therefore, uh, Peter dared to do things. He was very bold. And that was, 
yeah. he would do that, and he knew the potential. Where we see potential in people, but Jesus knew the beginning to the end of these things. And when he sees that, he picks the one out he knows he's going to use it will fulfill the job. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Mm-hmm. And, and wasn't it Peter uh, when uh, Jesus said who I am? Uh, uh, right. Uh, it was Peter Amen. who said, that, that, uh, you were the son of God? Yeah, he acknowledged who it was. So knowing him, he said he had to know him because he said you didn't know it except by the Lord, by the Spirit of God that you knew this. You didn't just right. know it without your right. human mind. So he knew he was connected. So he had, had that right. thing, you know. That's just like the close disciples, like John was one of the closest to him. But yet the reason right, being that he wasn't picking favorites, but they were the ones that drew the closest to Jesus. They did it themselves, drawing closer to him, so he was closer yeah. to them, you see, more than the others. He, he didn't have favoritism, but they just drew closer to him. And the closer you draw to him, the closer he does to you. So if I draw closer than somebody else, then I'll be closer to God than they are. You know, it's the same principle, but it, it all depends on us. He doesn't choose a favorite. He just uses those no, no. that come to him. Yeah, Mm-hmm. That's exactly yeah, it's right. Up, it's up to us. You know, it's, it's in our court. I can be as close as I want to be or as far away as I want to be. And, uh, you know, and it really, uh, well, James 4, 7 said, draw, uh, draw near to me. Well, James 4, 8 said, draw near to me and I will draw yeah, near yeah. to you. So okay, the drawing yeah. is always us. He has the invitation, but how far we go, again, is up to us. The sky's the limit. But the limit isn't up to God with me. The limit's up to me because God puts no limits on any one of us. You know, God's going to be able to do above all that we ask or think according to the power it works in us in Ephesians 3.20. So everything's in our lap, Brother Roy. And that's that's something, you know, uh, that the Lord has laid in my heart. And almost every message and everything that I talk about, I bring that in because uh, the Spirit of God just put that in my heart that it depends on us because for too long everything depended on God. But we realize God does it, but then it depends on us to initiate it because Peter had to initiate that walk on the water because he wouldn't have put his foot when his foot or feet hit that water. If he wouldn't have done that, there would have been no walking on water, but no miracle. But the miracle began with Peter because he dared to use faith. And it takes faith to do great things in God because we're stepping out into the impossible, and God through us makes it impossible, but yet we have to do our part for daring to step out. Amen. You know, uh, you know, uh, basically, when you uh, uh, sent me that message and I sent it to Mhm. Okay. Remember what the the message or uh, what it was? Okay. Uh, I, I, want everybody, I want everybody to listen to this out there. Okay. And you All need right. to realize, and you need to realize. The, the, the devil the, the devil is not your friend. You need to realize that. That's right. That's he's right. out to steal everything. He's out to, to kill, uh, kill your visions, uh, kill everything, anything you do what the Lord uh, has uh, spoken to you. And then? And, uh, That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. The, the, problem, the problem is, I'll be very honest with you out there. 
You do not know your enemies. You got to remember one thing. The Bible says the devil portrayed in his angular light. Did you know the devil can heal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I got I, I, I to be careful here because I'm in the hospital. Uh, Ed? Yes. Edward? You got to be very careful. Yes. Because I was yelling. Yeah, I, I, I got to be sure I don't do that, okay? Because I'm not in the house. Okay. So what I'm saying, okay. my brother, what I'm saying, what I'm saying to everybody else, okay, is you have yes. to get know, you have to get to know your enemy, okay? How do you get to how do you get to, okay, I'm, how do we get to know our enemy, Ed? Would you repeat that one again, Roy? How do we get to know our enemy? How do we get to know our enemies? Well, there's yeah. a lot of different ways. Uh, one way, a lot of times I have uh, a check of my spirit. Uh, I have a through discernment is what it is, to the gift of discernment. But uh, uh, I have a check in my spirit about people from time to time, and it could be people that everybody else looks up to as being something really special or the really great. I've had witches looked up to in churches. They all just praised her almost in everything they did, but yet I stood because in my, my spirit I just didn't witness as a check. So first of all is that check of the Holy Spirit, because I can discern that most of the time. I don't say all the time because none of us are perfect in our discernment or prophetic words or anything else. But uh, I get that. And then watching their fruits. and But the knowing by the Spirit is the best way. But then also by their fruits uh, and what right. they do and how. What do you sense when you're around them? Does it really lift you up? Does it bless you? Or is there something pulled against you? Is there something that's just not right with you? Because in their presence, if they're your enemy, there's going to be a check somehow come along. You're going to have that because they can't, they can't hide that. It comes through, even the most gifted people, uh, through the gift of discernment. And uh, that will happen. And if you're walking close to God and you have the relationship you should have, God will warn you of these things. He said in Isaiah 58, he's our rear guard, our rear protector. And he, he warns us of things. He might warn you to get not drive down a certain street because of accidents going to happen or don't go to a, a certain air flight because a plane crashes, things like that. If you're close enough to God, you're not going to fall into traps. But a lot of times we aren't walking close enough to God that we hear his voice or, or we allow uh, the flesh to uh, uh, actually dominate. In other words, somebody so charismatic and looks so good and sounds so good, we just kind of fall head over heels. But uh, we must know by the spirit, in our spirit man, and it's something that's very hard to explain, but it's through the, the spirit of God. Uh, that uh, I've, I've had this happen numerous times, not all the time, but numerous times in situations around people should have known better but didn't. And, and uh, what will happen when you do, when you see somebody's your enemy uh, and it comes out that way, there will always be a pull against you. You, you just uh, won't be, you won't be edified. When you leave them, like it's on the phone, you're talking to them, or if it's face-to-face, whatever it might be, you just won't, uh, you just won't feel good. It won't be anything. It won't lift you up. It will be a pull against you. 
And they won't maybe necessarily always be your enemy that's out to get you, but they're just what you don't need because anything that's pulling away from you and taking away, you need to get away from it. If you're ministering to them, that's fine, but don't you aren't you shouldn't be buddy buddy with people who are drawing from you and bringing you down. Every time you're with them, you just don't feel great, and you just become so used to it that this pulls on you. You know, you've got to get away from people that are downpouring a bunch of negative Nellies and those that uh, that aren't in the, the same realm that you are spiritually, because uh, you have to guard your anointing. You have to guard your anointing, guard your relationship there. Uh, that answers the question what you're looking for there, because there's various ways in that to do that. Amen. Now, the thing about the Bible says, um, I, I got my Bible here. Uh, the Bible says that to us, okay, so one of the uh, scriptures is, my children perish from the lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge of what then? Right. Exactly. Well, you don't know the word of God. You you don't know what's right or wrong, so you can't possibly know what's good for you, what isn't, because that's the biggest thing, you know, not knowing or understanding. And uh, the truth that you know will set you free. But you have to know a lot of people wanting another thing that they fall into this biz. They listen to what somebody will say, some minister, it might be their pastor or, or anybody else. And instead of knowing and being fully assured themselves, uh, assured of it, they'll listen to what somebody says. But when you run into a, problem, a situation or a challenge that comes your way, if you aren't fully assured of that word for yourself, in other words, in your own heart, uh, you won't be able to stand the test. If, because if Brother so-and-so says it, who you might admire very much, a great teacher or preacher, and he says it or she says it, and you accept it because they said it, but it was never meant anything to you other than them saying that, you're never really fully assured in your spirit, what will happen when you face that challenge, you won't be able to stand it because the bottom line is you weren't fully assured. You cannot stand against things and stand in faith unless you are assured of that word for yourself. And that's why it's so important that do steady to show yourself approved. He said it in uh, Joshua 1, 8, meditate upon the word day and night, and then you will make your way successful. You see, God doesn't make you successful. You make yourself successful as you meditate upon the word and dare to apply it to your life. It'll work for you, you see. But most people want you to do their studying for them. They want the answers for this. They What does so-and-so say? Or I'll ask Pastor so-and-so. And they don't search for themselves. And then when they do get an answer, they don't compare or look by what the Word says. They just take somebody's word for it. And you must get in that Word and meditate steady. Well, first of all, you read it, then you study, then you meditate. You get the revelations, and you get the revelations of the Word. You go deeper into it. And, and, and what appears to be very basic and elementary is profound because Jesus was a profound teacher. He taught simplicity, but yet simplicity has depth to it. It's profound, and that's where revelation comes in, and we get revelation from it. But you have to be involved in the Word, reading it, studying it, praying. You have to take an active part. You can't be lazy because if you don't do it, I mean, you're, you're like a computer. Uh, what goes in comes out, and you've got to put it in there. You see, in fact, the Bible says in Psalms 119.11, Thy word have I hid in mine heart 
that I will not sin against thee. We have to hide it in our heart, you see. We have to put it there. And uh, it's our responsibility. So everything's our responsibility, Roy. But a lot of Christians, you know, as well as I do, don't want to take that responsibility. God will take care of us. God will do this. God will do that. No, it won't. No weapon formed against me will prosper. I can say that to the cows come home, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Reason being, and if you read the next uh, sentence right there, it says, Thou shall rebuke. You see, thou shall do that, and thou is us, you see. He's given me authority over the enemy, over the force of darkness. And if I want to get the devil out of my life, it's up to me to take that authority. I don't say, God, do this. He says, Son, I've given you the authority to do it. Uh, Jesus taught you. My word tells you. Now, Jesus is at my right hand. Now, it's up to you to do it because Jesus is here. You're there, and I've equipped you. I've anointed you. I've given you the power to do it. Now, he said, you use my word as I told you to do. Say, and that's that, that's what we we have to do. But uh, a lot of people don't take a hold. They don't know enough. They're they're on under teeth. They don't know things. They're they're uh, in a way that uh, they depend. Well, only the pastor can do this, or the the teacher, or something like that. But whosoever will take the word of the work for it doesn't have to be a prophet, an apostle, or anything like that, or a pastor. Any man, woman, boy, or girl, if they take God's word, apply that word. Believing it and exercise that word, it'll work for them just as it does for you or me or anybody else. That's the thing, you see. Everybody, it's there for everybody, no matter how old you are, how young you are, how smart they are, what race they are, uh, what their past was or what the future is. But it's whosoever will. We're all whosoever wills. Uh, it's not just a five-fold ministry because we don't have any uh, jump on anybody else. In fact, there's a lot of people in the five-fold ministry aren't walking like people not even in the ministry. A lot of people have great faith. I've known people who weren't even in the ministry. I've seen greater things happen through them than I have any minister that you can name. I've seen situations like that. So it's what who you dare to believe, because God's abundantly able to do above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us in Ephesians 3.20. So it depends on us, and us has no title. It's, we're all whosoever wills, so us is a whosoever will. If I dare to do it, it'll work for me. If you dare, it'll work for you or anybody else. Hey, Amen, buddy. Very good. Um, well, Edward. Yes, sir? Our main topic tonight, Jimmy, is in, uh, our main topic tonight is what the devil means for evil our God always turns it around, okay? Turns it around, yeah. right? And yeah. he always turns it around for good. And every time the enemy does that, right? Right. Every time the enemy, every time the enemy does that, our God turns it around for good, and he's defeated. That's right. That's exactly because, right. Because of what, because of what he wants to happen, right? Right. Let's give, let's give an example here. Okay. So, Brother Ken, our good friend, Brother Ken, our good friend, your friend, Apostle Paul Ken, right? Yes. Yes. Right. Right. He has a beautiful kitty. Mm-hmm. And that kitty, and that little kitty, and puppy, 
has become mm-hmm. very, very, has come very, very close to cancer. So I don't have any friends of mine. So anyway, just listen to this. Uh, 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 everybody out there, out there, listen to exactly uh, uh, what, what I'm speaking. Okay, because there's, mm-hmm. there's a lesson in there's a lesson in this there's a lesson in this uh, what we're about to do. And, and and tonight, Apostle Edward and my you know what? We are going to do some uh, testimony of miracles. And the reason why we're going to say the devil, the devil meant this to happen to this person. The devil went after this person. Amen? Right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, right. because a lot of times what happens, when you start moving in the things of God, when you start moving in the things of God, you start in the supernatural, find one is in miracles, or follow you, you follow Jesus, and otherwise, you're going wherever you go and whatever you do, and then God's going to mm-hmm. use you as a vessel for his use. That's no matter right. where, where it is. It doesn't have to be a church building. Remember this. More miracles happen out of a church building than in it. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay, I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue. Because what I'm about to say, a lot of you out there are going to go, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Don't say, I can't believe it. Say, yes, I do believe it. Because because our God is awesome. Our God is awesome. And he, and I'll tell you right now, this is craziness, but God waits, I believe this is my heart, God waits for the enemy to try to do something to his, Children. Amen. Mm-hmm. And God, and, Amen. And actually, and actually, and actually, God laughs because I mean, the enemy, the enemy is absolutely nothing. He's a created angel. You know what? He come out of heaven. He came out of heaven. Why did you come out? I mean, why did? Uh, um, uh, why did the, uh, our God, Father God, kick him out? Uh, uh, Satan, you mean? What? What? Oh, you're talking about Lucifer? Well, yeah. the thing, thing that really got him really kicked out, and he said, I'll exalt myself above the Most High. And that's when he that's put right. him down because his, his goal, he was going to beat God. He was going to outshine yeah. God. And that's when oh, God gave him that prideful attitude. Uh, you see, that pride, that's why it's a dangerous thing if we carry it in our lives because that, that took out the most powerful being next to the Trinity, which was Lucifer. He was the most powerful being in heaven, the most beautiful angel. But yet he was trying to out of God and pride is going to wind him up in hell in the very end, lake of fire. Well, what, I believe what happened, though, my, my friend, I mean, you know, I'm not there. But I believe what happened, the, 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 the Lucifer, he started 
slowly. I really define by the Lucifer started in heaven to slowly, slowly, uh, basically, um, turn mm-hmm. turn the angel little right. by little by turning the angel by very uh, suddenly, basically talking to them and saying stuff. And we also mm-hmm. know that the third of the angels did get turned. That's right. That he right? took one third of them. Right? Yeah. hmm So Lucifer, he started that in heaven. He started, because he was saying, I really want to be like the most high. So he, when he thought, he could, what he thought he could do is he could turn all the angels against and he and he did and he did come to a third of them. So a third of the angels believe believe the lie that they that he told uh, them about our God. Right, Edward. Yes, Edward. So you kind of go with that scenario that uh, I was just saying? Yes, yes. It uh, one third, of course, went. And there's something else that I wanted to say. I should have said a little earlier. You know, our, yeah. our title of it: God, what the devil meant for evil, God made for good, if we allow him to. And that's really <laughs> comes from Isaiah 59:19 too, because he says when yeah. the enemy comes in. Like a flood, God raised to stand up against him. So that is a sure thing. When hell hits your yeah. door, whether it's a collective group of people or you as an individual, if you believe it and stand firm on the word of God, God raises a standard up against that. He supersedes whatever that bad news is, and he wipes it out and makes it right if you dare to believe it and stand. Now, if you cave in, well, then he won't make it that way. You can either become better or bitter when you're challenged like that, when the enemy exactly. comes in like a flood. Or, or like, well, prime example, I think you said it earlier about Joseph. He was put in the pit. But remember how faithful exactly. he remained uh, to God as far as a woman wanted to seduce him. He wouldn't give in, you know, the, to the king's wife. And he went all the way down. He was he was a, a man of integrity, and he wound up number yeah. two of, of Egypt. Yeah. And so you see there's a big payoff. And, and that's the, uh, actually, you could take Galatians 6, 7 there, too. It says, be not weary in well-doing, for you will reap in due season if you faint not. So there's a payday coming, even on this earth, about these things. It's not just in the sweet by and by. He rewards us on earth for these things by being faithful. And, and when the enemy comes in like a flood, you know, or uh, whenever we're attacked like that, it's like our title is right there, uh, he means Everything, anything negative, let's put it this way, anything negative that comes against us in our lives, God can and will turn around for good. If we ask him, we believe it, and we stand with it, he will bring good out of it. You will see good come out of that lemon that came your way. You'll see lemonade, the juice of lemonade come out of that lemon. If you do matter what comes against you, you have to realize not the negative will be a, this is a negative blow because the good will come out of it somehow. Edward. Edward. Yes. 
brother, my brother Don come here. I just came in with his guitar. Oh, did you say brother Don's there? Yes, he is. Well, hello, brother hello, Don. Good evening, sir. Hello, brother, nice day? to have you. I think you're better, man, because of the day you taste it. It's good to hear that you're doing better today, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Praise God. Nice to have you on the evening there, Brother Don. Yeah. 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 Remember what he said? He said he could come on, remember? Yeah, and so Don is really doing good. He's, you know, a lot of, I guess you can say, look what the Lord has done in his life. Yes. Look what the Lord has done. Amen. Amen. You know something? Um, yeah. Don, I knew the last time you were on with us a few weeks back, I knew you're headed for sweet pastures and great pastures, and God's going to do some things for you. And I know you knew it too. It's beginning because He's setting you up for some great things. There's going to be some fine things because oh, He's work for you to do, and uh, it's good things coming your way. I thank God for testimony. Yeah. All right. Amen. 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 So, uh, so Edward, I'm going to continue with the testimony of the miracle. So everybody else, everybody else there, everybody mm-hmm. out there, I'm going to share a real live miracle. Alive miracle. Amen. Yeah. Right. Okay. So anyway. Uh, Apostle Ken, he's doing. He's in the studio doing a TV show, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he hears a noise outside. So, so Brother Ken, he goes outside. He goes outside, and these two great big dogs are totally just. Totally destroying his cat. Right? Destroying his cat, mm-hmm. right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what happens? Here's what happens. Here's what happens. Mm-hmm. So, so what the devil? Okay. So and this was at the enemy. The cat was totally destroyed. The cat was totally destroyed. Uh, there was nothing left of the cat. It was just like, and it just sounds like, you know what? It sounds like something the enemy would just basically uh, to do because uh, because Ken, uh, Ken is in preparation for Moses. And then, and anyway, mm-hmm. so, and here's the thing about the devil. He goes after people that are very dear to you. Or people animals. and things. That's right. And animals. And pets. Yeah, yeah. And so, 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 the whole, yeah, so the whole key to that, it was basically uh, that animal was very, was very dear to Ken. And the enemy come in. And he basically, you know, he just come in and basically come in. Cause he, and you know, dear, 
I'll, like that was, and the enemy come in and basically just destroyed it right in front of them, using the dogs, right? So Ken goes outside, okay? Now, as far as I know, it's the neighbor's dog. I heard the neighbor's dog, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what does Ken do? Ken, the neighbor's kid, come over, and they help bury they help bury help bury puppy. Oh, cat. Yeah, yeah the cat. Isn't that true? That. Mm-hmm. That's what he had him come over to bury the cat because he died all bloody, dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Ken is devastated. I would be. Everybody would be devastated. But Ken don't retaliate. In other words, Ken don't go over over to whatever neighbor was that that dog. Shoot your dog. And shoot. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. or yelling and screaming at him and everything like that. No. What our brother Ken did, he stayed calm. He stayed calm and he buried the cat. Okay. Now. Let's go to let's go to the other part. Okay. Next next page. Okay. God will turn around for good if we allow. If we allow. That's right. And then okay. Mm-hmm. So here's what. So here's what happened, bro. So the Lord seen, the Lord seen what the devil did. He seen, he seen that Ken didn't get mad. Ken, Ken didn't go retaliate and go, and go over and uh, the dog just shoot the dog. <laughs> dog, right? Okay? Yeah. And, and, you know, and honestly, and, and God, everybody else there. What would you do if that, if that happened to you? That's you, right. You, 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 That's right. Right? Right? You know, what you're about, ask what would you do? Would you would you retaliate? Would you call the police or yeah, whatever? Or would you just uh, you know? Anyway, you just want to say something. Or, here. Would, you, kind of, or would you stay focused? He was remaining yeah. focused, even though very disturbed, or very uh, things hit him, but yet he remained focused on the source. Yes, he did. Exactly. Yeah, amen. That's right, Okay? So, Brother Ken, he's looking out the window. And listen to everybody listen to, uh, listen to me. Brother Ken, he's looking out the window, and there... Just outside the door is the cat puppy. Amen. Can I jump in there for about five seconds? Uh, you know sure. what happened? That when he saw the cat, it was 15 minutes after they buried him. They packed the ground down real solid. You know, at the yeah, grave, they packed it. 15 minutes later, Ken saw his cat out there. That's right, brother. 
Amen. Amen. It's been interesting things that so, happened there, even beyond what I know we'll get to it there, but some other things that were really, really something. Yeah. So everybody out there, this is what happened. Look what the Lord has done. Okay? He's turned. He's turning right now. Evil. Evil. Okay. And he's turning for good right now. Okay? Because, Amen. Because the evil was when the dog, the dog ripped the cat up and not everything. The good is now the cat, puppy, standing outside looking at Ken. So Ken goes out there, the cat, brings the cat in the house, yeah. and there's not one mark on the cat. It's like a brand new cat, right? Yeah, the cat was totally destroyed. Ripped apart, and yet that that cat is standing there. Just listen to what I'm saying out here. Out there, the cat was standing there, perfect, absolutely perfect. Yes. And one more thing that uh, he did beyond that was uh, the the cat had a situation on his head that they had to do surgery on some time ago, and there was a mark up there, some type of a marking. And that marking was completely gone. It was there from that surgery. Yeah. Not, not just that's good thing you said there, right? He said there, there was nothing. Some kind of surgery, but there was nothing after that. Amen. That's it. Perfect. It's everything was perfect. Perfect. Exactly. Because God, because God, God's glory. He's the Creator. That's right. Amen. Right, Ever? Amen. That's right. right. That's Amen. exactly right. He so, he does things for, to perfection. He does a miracle, right? That's God's glory, King. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you know, something else about that. Remember, you're getting ready to say something. I don't know if you're going to say this or not. But, you know, when they walk by the grave, I, I don't want to say that if you were going to say it, but when they walk by that grave, the, the, the ones that buried it and everything, that girth was not disturbed because, you know, uh, you think, well, if a cat get out of the grave, he crawled out, you'd see disturbed ground, right? That was exactly. the same as when they. There that wasn't disturbed one bit, so there was no uh, disturbing of the grave. It was resurrected. Resurrected.
So, yeah, I mean, right. it was just, it was beyond anything it, that it I've heard. Like, it looked like it never been attacked, right, Douglas? That's yeah, right. It looked That's like right. it never I mean, it, been attacked by anything. It was perfect, right? That's yeah. right. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, and we all know this right here, but for the audience's sake, you know, Jesus yeah, said but, we will do great things, and this was the beginning of greater things that are going to manifest you know, right. from the, the arms and everything we're talking about, but the greater things that people are not used to. Some team might be a few, but it's going to be greater, and it's going to be more over to a greater area and more uh, normal. In other words, it's not going to be a big deal. Not that I'm not downplaying it, but when these things no, happen, it's a common place for the little the girl and she prayed for somebody that was dead, came back from the dead, or her yeah. arm grew out or her leg grew out, because it's showing yeah, exactly. it's not no preacher. It, it's God that it's does be, it's it. Gonna be a nor- it's going to be a normal thing, right? Exactly, a, nor- a normal thing, because God wants, God wants to show himself. Uh, the church has done a poor His job love. of showing God over the years. But now, you see, the former reign was moderate that Jesus did, but Jesus did so much in this sense. But now he's given us a greater thing. We're going to do greater works than Jesus did. because, And it's not that we're greater than Jesus. But what it is, no. he said, I've chosen and I gave a mild rain at the beginning, but now it's going to be a heavier rain. And I'm, let me give you an example to qualify that. It's just like if you plant grass seed, you go lightly with the water, you erode the grass seed, there'll be no grass. But after right. that grass exactly. starts to grow, then you can do heavier water because it won't erode. And what happened this first 2,000 years was to get people okay, used right. to. A lot of people have trouble believing the first uh, rain, you say, but he gets so people okay, custom yeah. and normal where he can take us deeper and greater things, you see, because people would have just been over, well, they can't even hardly, most, a lot of churches can't even believe that even the baptism of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues and miracles and healing, they don't even believe they healing. They can't believe the healing of a whole man. Yeah, but now, now for the they can't even believe for yeah. some churches can't believe for healing of a cold. Yeah, <laughs> so it means that, that, so no that, 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 right? Never mind a miracle. Right, that's why. But that's right. But that's why God has held back. Jesus held back for now for the greatest things because read, He's going to yeah. show things greater. Because God wants to get as many into the kingdom as He can, as many people to be saved as He can. So He's going to pour out out of the portals of heaven, the straight things coming down right from heaven, that he's going to do these great things through us, you see, because he wants as many people as they can get. So there's no holding back. So therefore, God's not holding back. So therefore, we're not to hold back because the devil's not holding back. So the only one that's been holding back has been the, the, the body of Christ. The body of Christ yeah, has the God's, reach out. God's, God's still like God. His glory is still there. It's still strong. It's us that's not tapping into it. Right? Exactly right. Exactly right. Because the devil's crowd has tapped into it. God has tapped into it. The devil's tapped into it. Us as the body of Christ must tap into that, you see, because this time is for us like never before. Now, we're the remnant, no. and the remnant uh, is going to dare to do these things, but it takes the faith to do them. But he's, he's priming right. us up, not just and the it, power, but in, in the holiness, the walk of holiness, walking a godly yeah, right, walk. You know, but holiness and empowerment are the two things that are on display now. But you know what, Edward? You know what, Edward? I just wanted to do one point. Jesus was 
was always in prayer continually. So he was always well, sure. he was always he was always in in fellowship with his heavenly Father. So he always got instructions, and and he was getting mm-hmm. to be energized with the power of God, right? Always, prayer, right? always, exactly. So he always exactly. walked in God's supernatural power, the glory, that's right? right. So, yeah, exactly. So it's the prayer. Okay, so, finish up now. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, is Roy ready? Oh, it's coming. He's about here, buddy. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, then, that's exactly right. It's only through, it's only through prayer that this happens. We don't just walk on. We have to be charged up and energized by the Father. In fact, Jesus said, "Without me, you can do nothing." So He energizes us. He anoints us and everything that keeps it going. But we have to draw from Him. If we don't draw from Him, what will happen? It's that's not what he's up the Holy Spirit for, right? There's only the power exactly. from on high. That's the Holy Spirit. That's a, but the Holy Spirit doesn't manifest the power. As we speak the That's name of it. Jesus. We have right? The, right. We have the resurrection power within us, and, and accordingly, That's as we it, believe it, it, it'll be there. That's right. As, That's as right. much as we That's dare. That's right, Pastor. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's it, bud. Well, he's coming. Yeah. Listen, Nick. I hear him getting closer. Oh, here he comes. <laughs> he's coming back. Oh. Wonderful. Miracle. Amen. And I believe right. 
everybody, everybody out there that in the next, uh, especially in 2022, you're going to see creative miracles to the point oh, yes. where yes. To, 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 where arms that aren't there are going to be there. Oh, yeah. Predominant. It's going to happen. Commonplace. More commonplace. And, and, the, and the whole key is this. Is that basically? It's not, it's, the Lord ain't just going to heal the person's leg. He's going to create a new one. That's right. Right. Amen. That's right. So, so the blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk, the sick are healed, and then. The race, right? That's right. Yes, and the generate. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes, and then all those oppressed to the devil are free. That's right. And they're not just going to be set free. They're going to stay free, and they're going to help others get free. That's right. The same thing that they received, right? I just want to say something. No, no, no. I want to just say something. To everybody else there, okay? Uh, to uh, uh, to uh, uh, Apostle Edward, to Dawn, and myself. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. When you had your, when you had your divine appointment, we all know what that divine appointment is. Every person has a, 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 has a divine appointment with Jesus. Yeah. Amen? With Jesus. Amen. Everybody understand. Well, the Spirit the one that gives us the That's right. So it says, it, 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 it says this. It's that every person has a God-shaped shape, a God shape, a God, yes, thank you, a God-shaped uh, shape vacuum, okay, in their heart, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now here's the key: all of us, before we come to Jesus, we're trying to fill that void. With everything else. Oh, you know what? Uh, basically, uh, uh, you know what? Uh, we're a CEO of we're CEO of, of a company. We were we were a doctor. We were a lawyer. Whatever, whatever it was. And then the other thing is money. We we thought. Uh, uh, we we uh, we uh, we thought that we had lots of money. But what happened was, it, uh, it didn't just get to the point where we love uh, money. We love the money. The love of money is, 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 is all of me. So 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 basically, 
but we thought we had lots of money in our bank account that we basically the prestige. And then what happened was we started walking in pride. We started walking in pride. It was pride before the fall. We started walking in pride, and every and everyone here can attest can attest to this one. And Brother Edward, you know, Don knows. Mm-hmm. Tell a little bit. Uh, 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 I know you've been safe for a lot of years, uh, my brother. But tell a little, a little bit of what you tried to achieve or what you tried to do without Jesus. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Ed. Oh, what do you want me to tell now? What do you want me to do now? I want you to just give an example. Give an example. Just tell the people out there, okay? Uh, Just tell the people out there uh, before you were saved, okay? Before you were saved, what were some of the things that you thought if you if you become or if you did or whatever it is, it's going to make you uh, more more popular. Make you more popular. With the, with the rest of everybody out, and people are going to come to you. Oh, Edward. Where did you get that beautiful nice car from? Where did you get that car from? Oh, Edward. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you're so smart. Okay. Yeah, really okay. Okay, I, what I did when I was uh, at that time, I thought money, uh, being popular, and, of course, running around with the women and everything, and uh, yeah, good time. Uh, just to have the life for the worldly life, running around to the bars and things like that. And uh, I like to race with automobiles, you know, get a nice car. thought that was the thing being real cool. And that will help for anything or anything beyond that, just for the pleasure of this life, you see. And then being, uh, being Mr. Cool is what you try to do with you know, with the women and everything like that. And doing things like that, that was my, my life, you know, just trying to, to do that. But I had a restrainer on me even during those years, you know. God had a hold of me to where I didn't go completely out of it. But our, the people I ran around with and what we did yeah, from all things, and all kinds we, of things. But that's basically what I was about. Like to run around, and uh, just that—that's what my life. That's all it was too like just a good time, a good time, yeah. Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, was a good time, Charlie, or good, or good time, Edward. What's well, a good time, Edward? Right? They used to call old word "good time, Charlie." You know, just the, the fun. You know, running around, boozing, and that's the kind of people I was around: womanizers, boozers, daughters, and everything like that. Myself, everything, all them things I was involved with, and uh, played, you know, the games and everything, gambled, uh, you name it. I did it, a lot of things, you know, and uh, that was my way of enjoyment right there. And uh, just gave into those things, you know. I didn't take things seriously. I wasn't interested in great jobs and this and that. I was more interested just in the good times, even though I wanted to make money so I could afford things. But yet I wasn't doing anything to better myself to do that with higher education or whatever. I just uh, wanted to have it like a lot of people. I wanted to full-time jobs. I wanted good income. 
to buy what I wanted to buy. Mm -hmm. That's what it was, Rob. Mm -hmm. Amen, brother. Amen. So now, let's go to the day that you met Jesus. Well, since I met Jesus, uh, what I want to do is be more like Jesus in all ways, operate like he did in the fruit of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, reflect Christ, get people saved, healed, delivered, set on fire for Jesus Christ. and But above all things, being in his perfect will in all that I do. It's not a matter of saying, I'm gifted. I can do this, I can do that. It's not even about that. What it is, where do you want me? What do you want each day, who should I talk to? Who should talk to me? What decisions should I make? In other words, I want to make sure because you know God has a calendar in heaven. What my day is for tomorrow, what it is for the next day. He has the days, and I want to fulfill His plan. I don't grieve the Holy Spirit. But I'm truly being and doing what He wants me to do. You see, and my heart is right that I don't have any unforgiveness for that. That I'm not sinning against Him and disappointing him in any way that I have the waves open, the wavelength open to him, and I don't have animosity towards people or judgmentalism, hatred, and, and things like that, because I'm challenged with those things with people, the way some people are doing these days, you know, and what we see before us, but to really keep a, a relationship with Christ hearing his voice and directing my pathway and opening new doors, and that's what's exciting to me. I love these doors that the people meet and the new doors, the new doors. I just love that, but I want to stay like that, and I'm going to grow, and I just want to grow better and better and better, you know. Uh, but that's what my—that's my whole life, Roy. Uh, and you, you know that. Service uh, God, my wife and I. I mean, I spend all day, you know, not just in all the ministries that I have, the three live programs, a couple radio programs, but people calling me ministers, and uh, I even had a professor with me to. To uh, a friend of mine, the professor, he has a thousand times my yeah. education. He wanted me to uh, stand with him for a job. In other words, it's a recommendation. And they were saying, I mean, I get things like this. And, uh, and people, and that's what's interesting, because he's putting around a bunch of great people, a bunch of great people. are one of them, Roy. And, uh, and the thing is, of course, Dawn. And that's what about. I'm just pleased because around people that are blessing. Yes, sir. Okay, so here's the Here's what I want you to uh, just say. <clears throat> what I want you to say is what day, I, I mean, okay, I'll give an example. So in 1983, October 30th, yes. okay, was my divine appointment. Okay? You got to say, right? you want me? Yes. That's the day you can either receive my rejection. Go ahead. So, Brother Andrew, what I, I want to show you, yeah. what was the day and hour that you, uh, that you had your divine appointment, my brother? August the 3rd, 1970, around 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, in the living room. Nope. My wife and I both got saved. Oh, in your living room? Yes. Not where we are right. now. But, uh, this was uh, 52 years your own house. Oh, yeah, it was our first house. We got married in 1967, and we got saved in August. Yeah, and that's uh, that's where it began at that particular time. So you, yeah, so, you and Sabine, sorry, so you and Sabina got saved the same, the same day. 
the same hour, the same minute. No, we, we both they could save for the past. We both were there. We both were there. We both were there. We both were That's powerful. That's powerful. Yes, it is. Come together out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Amen. And we led both our parents to the Lord. We led her parents and my parents to the Lord. And it was, it was, I think it was around 72, about a year or two afterwards, I guess it was. I'm not sure the exact date there. Maybe a year afterwards, I guess. But they both came to know the Lord, too. Led, uh, so and all four the, of them were. The funny, thing is, and the funny thing is, Edward, both my parents, both my parents, uh, come to, uh, come, come to uh, the... Uh, the the building of Church Destiny. To come, uh, uh, we'll have a prayer in the afternoon, and uh, anyway, from twelve to one. And and oh, Don, came. And, brought, they came with me. And Don, and Don brought them. They want to go. So I said to Don, I said, "What, uh, what is mom and dad doing here?" And Don said, "They're here to ask Jesus." What have you seen, Jesus? Have you seen Jesus in their heart? Yeah, the Lord's favor. Yeah. So it's kind of neat. That you, that you, it's kind of neat uh, that you brought your mom and dad, you know, you know, to the Lord, and I brought, and uh, I was used to bring uh, my mom and dad. Isn't that neat, eh? Amen. That's Amen. Neat. Praise God. So oh, brother, I wanted to mind you. Uh, it's right now. It's right about that time. We have just a couple minutes right on. I don't know if you saw that or not. I forgot to say anything to you. Amen. Amen. So anyway, when, when you and Sabina got saved, I, I got saved, right? You both got saved. You know he's your personal right. savior. But right. I believe, Edward, and I know Sabina, I believe as soon as you got saved, you guys are on a mission. You are on a mission to get Family shape. Yeah, because you what now? You want to tell everybody. Yeah. And then? That's what I noticed right away. Yeah. And here's the yeah, thing. Yeah, we actually, we, we got on fire. And seven, I got on fire in 71 with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's when my life changed. That's a half month after I got saved. Right. Really. Right. But I was saved. I was born again for ten and a half months. But I didn't have the victory until I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the evidence speaking in tongues, and everything just took off to the high heavens. Because the Holy Spirit brings the manifest. So that's so that's the key. You just spoke the key. We Jesus comes into our heart. We we get saved, right? And you know, right. and, and we're, telling, we're telling people about Jesus and everything like that. Uh, I'm a little bit mediocre, but when we get the baptism of the Holy Spirit, oh, I, I got baptism right away. That's why. Yeah. Everything changes. Right. Exactly. Because now, because now we are on a like we're on a mission. We're on a mission yes. to, to to get our brothers and sisters. Baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's right. That's right. And then, amen, amen. So what I'm going to right. do, uh, I'm just going to turn over to Dawn, and Dawn's going to show, uh, share a quick testimony. Yeah, I'm not going to talk too much. A uh, quick testimony. Uh, okay. Well, talk if I can, I get a testimony about, well, I was all by myself, really, 
and I heard a voice speaking. Hey, that's down. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to get no, out of here. I can hear here. Okay, go ahead then. Okay. Okay, so this is this is how the work came to be about with me to when I received Jesus. Before I received Jesus, I was uh, I was at home all by myself, and my mother and dad just go out somewhere, and I was kind of depressed and down. The Lord knew it, right? Yeah. And so. Ever, I was. Um, I heard a voice speaking to me, Edward. And I, and I and, you know, I thought, oh, it's just my imagination. Nobody else is home, Edward, but me. <laughs> okay. So mm-hmm. I heard the voice again, speak again. And just the third time, Edward, it got audible. He said, I want you to get on that bus and go up and visit your brother. Okay. And so mm-hmm. then. I, I said, I I told mom, well, I'm going up to, I'm getting up. I'm going to get a bus ticket. I'm going to, go up, to see, going up to see Roy now, and, and my nephews. And I said, uh, so, um, I'm going to go get a ticket. I'll probably get whatever uh, whatever they, I can get. They'll book, they'll book me a, a trip to go. They'll let me go, you know, whatever the bus is going, and I'll go as soon as I can. I end up leaving not until, I think, New Year's, because somebody, this happened New Year's, because a cousin of mine, she came down to visit her mom. And uh, so she said, well, instead of taking a bus all the way, all those hours to Winds Lake, she said, why don't you just come with, come with me and uh, her, with our other cousin? And uh, she said, I'll drop her off at Calgary, because I'll just have Calgary. And I'll, and I'll, you can just come to Edmonton. You can, t- you can sit at my, at my apartment, and then in the morning I'll, I'll drive you to the bus station in Edmonton. That way you won't have to have so many hours on the bus. I said, okay. So I did that. So that every then I so I took from Edmonton to to Wayne's Lake, and then when I got I wasn't there too long. Well, you think about it, right? Wasn't too many days I was there, Edward. That um, mm-hmm. that uh, um, the Lord was already speaking to me. Yeah. And it was actually my nephew David. <laughs> that was their was their oldest son that uh, I was with when I made the decision for, for to receive Jesus. Because Roy, before his wife told him to back off from me, because Roy was, he was trying, he was just zealed, he just wanted to see me, he wanted to see me receive Jesus. You know, he was just kind of like, mm-hmm. like, it's when you receive Jesus, you want to tell everybody, Edward. So, <laughs> you know what? So, so, uh, so, Evelyn says, uh, she says, uh, Roy, I think you should back off. You're gonna, yeah, you might drive your brother further away. Yeah, that's right. Back in the world. And so, so Roy says, okay. And she said, let him, she says, the Holy Spirit will speak to him. We've been praying. Yeah, yeah. And the Holy Spirit will be the one speaking to, to Don to tell about Jesus. And so on January 11th, every night, January 1991, at 7 p.m., my nephew was there, and he led me to the sinner's prayer. My nephew David. Yeah. So that's when I received Jesus, my Lord and Savior. But what I want to say, Everett, even the next day, Everett, I was so yeah. um, full of God's love and compassion. I wanted to tell everybody what I what I'd received. Mm-hmm. I wanted to tell everybody about Jesus. I already wanted to preach the gospel, and I wasn't even saved today. <laughs> but, you know, it was, it was the next day, ever. <laughs> That's how much zeal yeah. you have when you receive Jesus. And then I got baptized in the Holy Spirit pretty quick. So that. Mm-hmm. Then I got into Amen. prayer with this other lady. Yeah. So you know. So, but, so that's kind of my testimony. About that's how I received Jesus, but 
you know, so, and then you want to tell, I want to tell everybody, and that's why people give you a funny look, especially your friends, you tell them, well, I'm, I always want to tell you, I'm, a bo- I'm born again. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? It says, well, means that Jesus is my personal Lord and Savior. That's, right, that's what he said to him. <laughs> so I said, but uh-huh. I, it's not difficult. All you got, I said, it's not, I told my friend, it's not difficult. All you got to do, but I said, you got to do it because you want to. You can't do it because somebody's pressuring you, right. but you need to receive them on your own. You know, um, humbling. You want that you want him in your life. You want Jesus in your life. All you guys tell I said, you call out to him, he'll answer you. Like the song, right? Yeah. Call to Jesus, he'll answer you. So I said to him, Edward, so I said, that's all you got to do. I said, so I've, I've shared the gospel. Now you can make your own decision. When your timing is right, when God's the time for you to receive Jesus. Amen. Amen. Point of time, right? So, yeah. That's right. So that's what I'm just saying. That's what that's what you, uh, you need to do. Amen. Praise uh, God. I want to Don to share something. Okay, so before we went to Wednesday, right, well, uh, I was over at John's house, and, you know, and... Uh, Mom and Dad, yeah. Huh? Mom and Dad. We're over at Mom and Dad's house, and, Don, and, and uh, anyway, Don looks, uh, uh, he looks at me, and he says this. Go ahead. Put the good, and, uh, I said, because, I said, Roy said, well, Roy, when he's trying to preach to Jesus about God, I said, God, I said the guitar, the guitar is my God. Yeah. So I think I didn't have to repent of that one when I received Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That's what Bill and, and, and he said, okay, I'll tell you one other thing, Edward, about what I said about the Bible. I said, I got a Bible. It's called the Guitar Bible. Yes. Because <laughs> I did. I wrote it. Yeah, that's great. Funny, Edward, how the devil likes to, uh, he likes to try and imitate everything God does. Yeah. You know what I mean? But pervert it, right, Edward? Yeah. Right. That's you know? right. Right. Amen. I really want to be sure that because I was used to, well, I used to mock all the people that were, uh, that I called the Bible thumpers. Yeah. That was the ones that were out of Cairnport from where, close to where we are. Yeah. Well, 50 right. miles from us, there's the college, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. I said, which of those Bible thumpers went, shut up, I said. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. <laughs> so I'm just this one. This was before I was a Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And so, um, you know, that. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank, thank you, Don. Wasn't was a powerful testimony? Amen. Yeah. A Amen. powerful testimony. And I believe yeah. right now, I believe, I, I believe right now, there's people that are listening to us right now, and they don't know Jesus. Right, right. Come on. Well, now you ask them. You might, come on now, you might. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, you might uh, basically know about about Jesus. That's or most of them say that, right? Know about God only. Yeah, you might you might say, well, if I go if I go to uh, if I go to uh, um, church, you go to church every Sunday, I'll be okay. You know, I'm going to feel warmer. No, that's very much. I can't. I can't make that joke in every voice. You know, I'm feel and I want to just say something to every person out there right now. Catholicism, you know, well, I'm a Catholic. You know, I'm saying, and I've heard lots of this. I'm a Catholic. Well, I'm a Catholic. Okay. I'm a Catholic. Okay? So I don't need Jesus. Oh, right now. I don't need Jesus because... 
I'm Catholic. If I, if I died tomorrow, I would be in heaven with Jesus. That is the biggest lie. Oh, right. They think they, they think there's a purgatory. Oh, yeah. That is nothing but... They talk kid about that, right? Yeah. I know. That's the biggest lie there is. The devil, the devil, and he comes in, and he tries to put that lie across. But I'll tell you something right now. I I just want to share a little testimony here. Uh, we had our we had our services. We had the services in the Chateau Saint Michael. Mm-hmm. We had the services in the Chateau Saint Michael, and uh, so some of the ladies would come down because it was like a, a woman come down to the. Uh, come down to the uh, activity room. So one Sunday night, one Sunday night, uh, Madeline, who was a Catholic, wonderful lady, she came out of the smoking room, and anyway, at a smoking room, and she said, and here's the key, her sister, her sister basically called us and said, and every time that they mentioned Jesus to Madeline, she said, oh, I don't, I'm fine, I, you know? Okay. So this night, she's coming, out of the, she's coming out of the smoking room, and what happens is, um, I look at her, and, she, and she, you know, and I said, Madeline, are you okay? And, and she, I'm not right tonight. Okay, and I, I, I guess you know what was going on. But anyway, I said to her, I said, Madeline? You have been coming, looking in the door. You've been listening to us lifting up Jesus. I said, and tonight, would you add, want to add Jesus into your heart? So everybody else that listened to this, she said, yes. She had tears in her eyes, and she was crying. Anyway, I said, you know what the Bible says? Call on the name of the Lord. You shall be saved, Madeline. Okay. And of course, you know, there's that, that prayer about, the, you know, on the prayer about basically asking Jesus to forgive her and everything like that. But anyway, then I said, and then I said, now you have Jesus in your heart. I said, right now, I said, if you were to, if you were to die right now, you would be with Jesus, Madeline. Big yep. smile come on her face. And then she went, and then the next day we heard from her, her, her sister, and she said, I just want to let you know, sis, I'm born again. I have Jesus into my heart. Amen. Now, this is what I'm saying here. Today is the day of salvation. Now, you listen to this very carefully, Elsa. Today is the day of salvation. Amen. Madeline died Thursday. That week, right? Mm-hmm. Same week, yeah. Somewhere in the same week. The, the same. So, so that uh, that next week, Madeline. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the other place. So here's the key. I'm talking about everybody, and then uh, I, I, I go. Here's the key. What happened? What happened with Madeline on that Sunday? If she would have said, "No, I don't want Jesus." And I'm talking to everybody else here. 
You need to get serious about this. If you do not know Jesus, you need to get serious about this. This is not a play game. The enemy will try everything he can to to stop you and hinder you from asking Jesus into your heart. Right? Amen? But Madeline, she made the she made the decision for Jesus and it's an absent from the body, present with the Lord. Amen? Go ahead, Edward. Okay, that's right. No, absent the body, present with the Lord, it tells us. And, uh, of course, uh, today's the day of salvation because we don't know if we have another tomorrow. And the key to it is the Spirit is dealing with you. That's the time to react. You don't say no when the Holy Spirit is dealing with you because he's inviting you. And he said also, he says, my spirit will not always strive with men in Genesis 6-3. He said, I will not always strive with you. After a while, when you harden your heart, it becomes harder and harder. And after a while, you won't even want to do it. So you can actually keep saying no to God and lose out in the whole thing and just wind up going to hell. So we need to obey that voice. When you know you need to make a move, you need to make a move. The only one that's going to try to stop that will be the devil. And don't listen to him because he wants you to go to hell. So obey that voice. When you know there's something dealing with you, Someone dealing with you, obey that because you won't regret it. It's it's for your and in your best interest. You want to change your life that you can have an abundant, fruitful, purposeful life. Amen. 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 You leave it. You don't receive Jesus, this is very yeah. serious. Very serious. The people out there know that this is serious. This is, you know what? If everything else will pass, what's done for Jesus will last because Jesus is eternal. It's not. It's not a word. It's not. It's eternal. It's eternal. That's right. Where are you going to? Where are you going to spend eternity? By rejecting or repeating Amen. That's simple. Amen. And, and Edward, if you don't mind, I would like Don to come over and I just uh, uh, come, come come over and basically uh, uh, and just pray for the people. Uh, and, and we'll be going to agree with Don uh, uh, for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the fire. Okay. Who's praying? What's this again now? He said that I didn't quite understand what you said there, but. Okay. Don said he wants me to do it, okay? Yeah, you're right there. And I know the. Yes. And Edward, as I do this, you know the Holy Spirit's going to fall. Yeah. You know it. Sure. No matter where Amen. these people are, there's no, cause there's no distance in spirit. Okay? Now, it's right. getting close right. to... Uh, yeah, our time. That's what I was telling Yeah, we're, we're running close. Okay, go ahead. Okay. 
All right. Uh, you're going to lead. You're going to lead the salvation prayer, and you want me to lead the baptism of the spirit. Is that what you want me to do? No, I want you. I want you to uh, just read the salvation prayer right now, please. Oh, salvation. So, okay. okay. Would that be okay? Okay. okay. Surely, certainly. Okay. Uh, everybody, you know what this is about. It's about uh, following a prayer. Now we lead it in a prayer. We really wouldn't have to, but we do. But the important thing about this isn't. The prayer itself, the important thing is that you mean what is being said. You know, you can say a bunch of words. I can lead you in words, and you can say those words, but you must mean it in your heart. You must mean it and want to do it. Really accepting it right there, you must mean it in your heart. If you mean it in your heart, you will be saved. You have to mean it. Amen. But don't you don't mean it. That's the most important thing I can tell you right now. So are you ready? Buddy. Oh, well, go right. ahead, Ray, buddy. Go ahead. Heavenly Father, just repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come before Heavenly you now. Father. I am a sinner. I am a, I'm a sinner. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. He was buried. He was buried. He was buried. Rose and resurrected. And he arose and uh, was resurrected. Resurrected third day. And right now, and right now, I'm asking you, Jesus, to come into my life. I'm asking Jesus to come into my life. Be my savior. Be my savior. Be my savior. And my Lord. And my Lord. And you tell me, Lord. You tell me, Lord. That whosoever calls upon my name. So, so, whoever calls upon on my name of the Lord. Yeah. Yes, whoever calls upon my we'll name. Be, yes. We'll be saved. We'll be saved. We'll be saved. And I'm asking you, I have asked you to come into my heart. I've asked you to come into my heart. So I am now saved. So I am now saved. Father, I thank you. Father, Father, I thank you. And I dedicate my life. And I dedicate my life. Dedicate my life. Completely to you. Completely, completely to you. Not just as my savior. 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 But not just the Savior, right? Yeah, not just the Savior, yeah, yeah. But, but my Lord also. But my Lord. But as my Lord, my life. You know. Go ahead, Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Father. I want to thank you, Lord. I thank you. And, Lord, those that have called upon your name and have, have acknowledged that there are sinners and asked you to come into their heart and save you, and you did tell them, Lord, you said that you were called upon that, my name, We'll be saved. You tell, you tell us that in your word. So, Father, right now, I just thank you for those that received Jesus Christ into their yeah, life. Yeah. No. You would just reveal yourself to them in a special way as they are, would grow and as they go forth, that they'll recognize that these aren't just words, but this is for real. Because you said as we draw near to you, you will draw near to us. So, Father, I pray for a uh, intimate relationship for everyone that named your name and everybody received you now that intimacy father and growth 
and blessings upon their lives, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. And uh, Edward, yes. what, the Lord, what, the Lord, what the Lord is showing me right now is they're down on their knees. Yeah. Calling up to Jesus. Call, down on their knees, calling up to Jesus, and now they have found Jesus. Yeah, they repeat. Amen. Yeah, in, Amen. Amen. He said, he Amen. said, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And that's what it's all Amen. about. We call upon Amen. him and we're saved. And uh, Romans 10, chapter verse 13, and that's what I always thank on to tell people that because you call upon him, he yeah. heard you, and he saved you, and you meant it in your heart. So now you just accept the fact that you're saved and just ask him and start with John and read that book of John and uh, this uh, it's a personal letter to you and make it personal between you and him and you you'll sense inside hey this is for real this is life and that that's how I started out 50 years ago that's where you'll start out. Amen. Okay. So, so, yeah. so look what the Lord has done. Amen. Amen. Look what Amen. Amen. Look what the Lord has done tonight. Amen. Look what the Lord has done tonight. All these ones are down on their knees right now, and they are all, they're all out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Amen. They passed, John 5, 24 says they passed from death onto life. They were headed downward, but just like an airplane is headed downward, they pull the throttle that airplane goes right back up that jet or whatever. So the throttle was pulled. They were headed down. Now they're headed up. That's the way I always think of it, you know. Everybody's headed down to that plane until that throttle is pulled back or whatever they call it. They pull that thing back and it flips down and up they go. And that's where they're headed right now when they said that prayer in their heart and they meant it. Amen. And, and, and the Bible says, therefore... Therefore, we're a, new cre- we're a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away. Everything is new. So, so right from this, right now, everything is new to you out there. Yes. Brand new. Brand new. Brand new. Uh, uh, new that have gave, gave the life to the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, amen and amen. I, talk, I, I can do this really quick. I just, want, I just want to say to everybody else there, you're, you're saved. You're serving the Lord. Everything, you know what? But there's something missing. There's something missing. And tonight, the Lord is going to, what you're missing, what you're missing, you're going to find. Amen? Amen. What it is, is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Yes. So, so if you have out there have a real hunger and a thirst and, and, and you want to and you want to get to know the Lord more, you know, maybe the place of worship you're going to, you know, you come out of there and you go, oh my God, you got to go to God. Tonight is the night. Tonight is the night that you're going to receive the power, the power, and 
and the sister says, you'll, you'll never be the same. Brother Edward is never the same when he got baptized. My brother Don yeah. is never the same when he got baptized. And and uh, and uh, I, myself. Amen. Amen. Here's the In the name of Jesus, I want everyone that has a desire, that has a desire to be filled uh, with the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit with fire. Uh, right now, what I want you to do is I want you to show Jesus that you want that. Put your hand up. If you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's a gift. You have to accept the gift. Amen? Um, we can't see hands, but God sees their hands, Roy. Huh? Um, we can't see their hands oh, no. natural, but God can see their hands up. And the reason I ask you that is because God sees your hands. Right? And some maybe they didn't put their hands up, but that's fine. Okay. Are you ready? Amen. So in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, every person that you see their hand up, in the name of Jesus, right now, Lord, right now that your, that your uh, spirit, that your spirit will come into their, right now, their, your, your, oh, yes, Lord, your spirit will, will come into their, their, their places where they are, and Lord, and just, Lord, you would just explode your power, and Lord, the, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit will will stop will start at the top of their head and will just flow right You know, I'm in a, I'm in a hospital. I, just, I gotta be watching what I'm doing here. Anyway, it, it doesn't have to be low. Say thank you, thank you, Father God, for the gift, and, and I receive it of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and of fire. And and and, and Lord, from this day. I will never be the same person. I will be fire on fire on fire for you, Lord. And I just thank you, Lord, that you have you have uh, uh, many doors, many doors to open, many doors to open in my life this year. And I just want to leave this uh, with this. Anyway, 2022 is the year. Of a breakthrough of the new, and the scripture is uh, is Isaiah forty three nineteen. We we love you, 
And I just want to say from my brother, from my brother Don, from my brother Don, from my brother Edward, Apostle Edward, and, and from myself, good night, God bless. And you know what? Remember this, if God is for you, who can be against you? And no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But the key, but the key is, amen? The key is basically keeping your eyes, keeping your eyes on the, on the prize, but keeping your eyes on Jesus. And that's for every one of us out there. Myself, Edward, Dawn, we've got to keep our eyes on Jesus. Amen? Keep our eyes on yep. Jesus. And and signs and wonders and miracles will follow us wherever we go and whatever we do as we follow Jesus. God bless. Uh, God willing, we'll be here in the next two weeks. Um, here in, uh, in the next two weeks. Apostle uh, uh, Edward? Yes. Amen. Well, good night, everybody, amen. okay? And God bless you all. Yes, amen, brother. And thank you, Brother Edward. You're, you're, you know, as, as always, man, you're, 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 the revelation is just flowing in you, uh, Edward. And you know what? I, it, it's just a... And I mean, just, uh, you know, and, and what I say, uh, Brother Edward, I just love you, and I love flowing with you, and 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 that we'll see the people next week. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, and appreciate you too. Okay, good night now. Love you all. Remember, Bye-bye. Yeah.